You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 175 of the Central Indian's Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill, and I am joined by producer Chris Guffey and back from the dead, Chris. Uh, we have we have this guy. Oh, buddy. He's he's been gone for a while. It's Dakota Davis. Today's episode features the three of us. We're going to be talking majorly about Henry County. This is going to be a very local focused episode. And then we're also going to be doing, of course, a COVID-19 update. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of interesting things that are going around on social media right now about COVID nineteen, and uh, we want to talk about it because you know, I mean, yeah, we are media, and the the media only talks about coronavirus right now. So that's that's all that's we're trained we're to do. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you know, all the the uh, deep state media meetings that we're a part of, the Illuminati meetings where we talk to Molech. Uh, they they just say the, the problem virus, is that's it. There's Zoom meetings and I don't normally participate because they they care about the distancing and I just I just skip out on. I figured I figured that's what Chase has been doing on Wednesday nights. So this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you, other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully you will always learn something new. That's right. Before we get too far into this, uh, patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. That is where you can go to support the show. The tiers start at $5 a month. Um, and they go out, they go, they go pretty high. Not going to lie. They, we, we went out there. We put ourselves out there. It's really paid off for us. We have a, a core group of people that help support the show. Fantastic. Bigly. Um, those are the people that, uh, pay the bills for the studio and they pay to, you know, pay for the rent. They pay to keep the lights on. They pay so that we can have air conditioning. This is the last hot day of the year, mm. but it's air conditioned in here. Today. That's right. It's nice. We have a Nest thermostat. Thanks to the Patreon supporters. Absolutely. It's a, you know, those people are, are what make the world turn. And if you pay $50 or more a month, then you get a shout out at the front of every episode. Those folks are Chris Lamb, Christy Avery, Jonathan Phillips, and Mr. Anthony Meyer. Chris Lamb is more than $50 a month. We should we should point that out because that's, he's a great guy. That's awesome, and you should vote for him for school board. He's running for the Newcastle Henry County Community School Board. Uh, John Phillips, of course, is our guy over at the uh, Buick GMC dealer. Andy Moore and Christy Avery is patron supporter to the stars. Uh, I got to hang out with Christy last weekend. I was up in her neck of the woods in northeastern Indiana, and uh, she and her uh, her little chihuahua came and hung out with us. Hmm. Awesome, good times. Did he say uh, something about Taco Bell? Quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows what uh, what was said. So the uh, I, I don't understand dog dog speak. You uh, he, he might Bell. be boycotting Taco Bell with the rest of us since they took away our I, potatoes. <clears throat> the Mexican pizza when it went away, that it's was not, the last. It's not gone the, yet. the announcement of the Mexican pizza being gone is that's where it actually struck home. I had to go get one Sunday because it's, it's one of my favorite items. I love 
those. <laughs> I'm watching the chat. I just want you guys to and know Zach, Zach is doing the work. Is, mm-hmm. It knows where From we're at, yep. and he's posting on behalf of Guffy, who's not ready yet. I'm ready. I'm just fantastic. waiting on you guys to announce it. Yeah, we also have, as Zach is posting in the chat, we have the T-Chip stores. That's where you can get Boss Hog Liberty merchandise. Uh, we have... We have three different t-shirts. One of them is very basic. It's the cheap one. It's BHO1. Then we also have BHO2 that Jeremiah hates. He hates that shirt. So if you, if you don't, if you just want to grind Jeremiah's gears, that's the one you got to buy. And we also have the premium shirt, which has our logo on the front and the slogan on the back. And we also have masks. We have masks and bandoliers and that have our logo on them. And that is BHO4. But then we also have mugs because Jeremiah said, we need mugs. We did have a request. We had a request for mugs from Rich Turvey. Yeah, uh, and then he didn't then, buy one. Well, I mean, we have to remind him. And then uh, we did get one for the tumblers as well. And I think I would like a tumbler. So if we can find a way to Listen, get the tumblers, the tumblers is Audrey's game. No, 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 you no, want no, no. It's tumbler. true. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want one of these daisy printed glitter bombed ones. She I want dainty daisy baby. She can put. Uh, I want wood grain. Make it look like it's stained wood. Well, and then stick a Boss Hog Liberty logo right over the wood. Maybe we need to have her set up a storefront so that our folks oh, can. She's can, already got a storefront. That's can what I'm can click you. one click to have it. That would even be that would be thirty dollars. Is there a template. graphic for a vacuum sealed all stainless I'm, steel? All I'm gonna say is my fiance was thrilled with her cup. Yeah, and she, he, the coworkers that she works with want to buy one, and it's like, oh my gosh, is that the one I saw? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Here it is. It's Dainty Daisy. Go there. I just think a lot Aud- Aud- Audrey messages. needs a special. She needs to have the Dainty Daisy Boss Hog special. And she, if people want to buy the mug, they can go one. there. Kyle Hupwood's in the uh, in the chat here, and he wants to know where he can get a shirt. Where, where does he get a shirt? It that, depends upon design. Listen, Kyle, just scroll up. Scroll <laughs> up in your comment section. Oh, I think that was an OK Boomer to Kyle. <laughs> That's rough. That's rough. Kyle is uh, Kyle's just over 30. You can't treat him like that. tchip.com slash B-H-O-L-1. B-H-O-L-2, B-H-O-L-3, 4, or B-H-O-L mug. So here's the thing. Taco Bell has ruined me. Very disappointing. Very disappointing that they, they pulled the one thing I cared about. And first, it, it, it's I feel bad now. I've, it's, it's kind of like uh, when somebody doesn't say something. First, first they came for the, the cheesy potatoes, and I didn't say anything, Dakota. And then they came for the Mexican pizzas, and that affected me. Well, see, one now of my- I'm speaking, but I don't know if there's anybody left to speak for me because I didn't speak when the cheesy <laughs> potatoes went away. Here, here's my standard order at Taco Bell. Okay, I get a crispy, spicy potato soft taco, Mexican pizza, and a bean burrito grilled. Now, if people are Patreon members. They know that this caused headaches. Does it? But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just the Taco Bell. <laughs> Lee's Chicken, Burger King, and Hardee's. I'm a fast food junkie. I absolutely love it. I, I love fast food. Just uh, not good for you. Sometimes I'd have it three times a day, Jeremiah. It's bad. And then, so then would you like, <laughs> we're going to, I know there's show notes, but we're going to follow this down the rabbit hole for a minute. So would you, let's talk about your bad behavior. Mm-hmm. This so was, you, a, you would have three, years ago. you would have three meals of Taco Bell No, or, not, or, three, not or, or, or fast whatever food. fast food. Yeah. Fast food. And then you would, were you married to Audrey at the time or is this, no, this is pre-Audrey. Were you living with your parents at the time? No, I love. So I this is just living on your own. Yeah, somewhere north of Q. Yeah, 
Okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought because I thought we were going to go down the line of you're eating three day three meals a day in fast food and then going back home and eating Audrey's meal. No. Or even worse, throwing it in the trash. After I got married, then the most it would be would be two times a day. Yeah. Unless Audrey and I both went out, decided to go out. And there were probably a few three days during that time too. It's also why I weighed two hundred pounds in January twenty eighteen. There we go. I can't say much. I'm I'm the same way. If I if I don't go to pages, then it's I'm, just too I'm a, good, too it, easy, too cheap. Exactly. As a single guy, like I go Taco Bell, right? I can go and I get two beefy burritos. They're a dollar a piece. Those so that's are good. two bucks. That's a new item. Yeah, new item. It's really good. You should try it. And then I'm like, okay. And then I add extra creamy jalapeno. Mm. So it's now it's two sixty, and I go, cool. That's my meal. I'm full. What now? But listen, Taco Bell took away two of my regular items. And I'm still not over Taco Bell taking away the beefy crunch burrito that had the flaming Hot Fritos in it. I have a real beef with them about that. That really upsets me. And then they brought it back for so, a limited time, so time only. Out. Time out. You've changed your ways. <laughs> and then just teased I us. Think, I think if we invite Steve Horwitz back on... And and he he accepts the invitation. We're going to find out that the market is working here. You used to be a Taco Bell customer. The products that you would buy from Taco Bell, you're no longer buying. So now the market says, well, hell, Dakota's not buying them anymore. We don't need them. So hey, they're removing the items that you would get at Taco Bell. I never stopped buying the Beefy oh, Crunch you're Burrito. You're still going to Taco Bell. No, not right now. I'm talking well, about the Beefy Crunch Burrito. Well, I'm saying that you I stopped, stopped going. And then whenever they brought it back for a limited time, I went there and I bought... I bought so many of those burritos because I was like, I was like, the market will speak. If it, there's a beefy crunch movement Facebook page and it's got like 17,000 followers and everyone was on there and they're like, go to your Taco Bell, buy a dozen burritos because they're a dollar a piece. Just spend the 12, like, and just keep doing it. So the Taco Bell's like, look how many people are buying these burritos. We can't just get rid of these again, but they did. And it was only there for six weeks, not even two months. That volcano sauce. Are you okay? I'm still really <laughs> <laughs> Burns me. That one burned. There's veins <laughs> popping on your head over burritos, buddy. I love those things. I've never seen you get this upset. And I've tried to make them at home because people say that if you just buy one of the Fritos burritos, but then you take them home and you put flaming Hot Cheetos in them, it tastes the same. But it doesn't taste the same because the Fritos burritos don't have the rice in them. Bad <sighs> rice for like thirty cents. It's it's very upsetting. Okay. So so what are we supposed to be talking? We should about? get Steve Horwitz back on. We were talking about Henry County, all local stuff, all them happenings, and whether or not we're upset with the Henry County Taco Bell or not. I think there's two Taco Bells in Henry County. You know what? I will say Taco Bell in Newcastle. They still have the chili cheese burritos. On South Memorial Drive. On South Memorial Drive, they still have the chili cheese burritos. You can get those grilled. They're very good, too. So, <laughs> Taco but Bell talk. Extremely emotional. Extremely emotional about the Taco I, Bell. I just love fast food. I'm a connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. It's almost embarrassing had- how much I... How much I used to eat fast food i over the weekend actually it's embarrassing over the weekend we uh we were labor day weekend it was gonna be very busy it was at pokagan uh lake james i don't know where that is north steuben county far north eastern eastern indiana near angola trying university area 
father-in-law said, hey, we're going to go to the lake. So that there's four of us in the car. We're going to go to the lake. We're not going to make breakfast in the campground. So I said, okay, we're going to try Wendy's breakfast. Wendy's breakfast has come back. Oh, yeah. I haven't <clears> had it. Tried the Angola Wendy's, pulled the door, 8.15 in the morning, 8.30 in the morning. They don't open the lobby till 9 a.m. I've got the boat trailer. So redneck me pulls my boat trailer through the Who's Wendy's. Who's eating breakfast after 9 I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure that they would serve you anything. So it, it redneck me pulls my boat trailer through the Wendy's drive through. <laughs> oh my God. Well, but if I trusted anybody to pull a boat through a drive through, it would be you. I'm very good with the trailer. Your, yeah. Your trailer pulling abilities are impeccable. Backing up and pulling forward. They're very, it's very good. So I pulled the, the trailer through the Wendy's drive through. And uh, of course we had to pull around because they were out of sausage at eight 15 in the morning. Uh, Mike, uh, city councilman, Mike Guffey is calling, uh, calling Chris Guffey over here at tightwad, by the way, if, that, we're, if we're watching the chat, all I'm saying yeah. is that is why I would have been a good city councilman. <laughs> I'm a tightwad. I don't like spending money, Mike. All right. That's, so you should learn that. So I, I, I go to the Wendy's drive through. They make me pull forward into the, uh, the lane of shame, which by the way, isn't built for a boat trailer. Uh, and I waited 10 minutes for my food to come out. I have to say, Wendy's should just give up on breakfast again. They're nowhere close. To Whoa. Whoa. It's awful. It was not try, good. Try the Newcastle Wendy's, bro. A, a poor the, review. No, it's a fantastic. Uh, I got a I got a croissant mm. with uh, a, a biscuit. Or it was a, it was a croissant with uh, it was not a flaky croissant. Not oh. good. It was not good. It's not it was, worth it. It was not good. Yeah, it was it was poor. And the croissant remember, was cold. Do you remember the Burger King breakfast? Burger, ham and Burger King croissants, croissants were fine. Yeah, they were fantastic. Yeah, this was an egg and uh, some sort of a meat. I think it was. If I, had, uh, I think if it was I went to Wendy's for breakfast, I would have to try the breakfast bacon. Egg. That's what my father-in-law had, and that was the thing that was back ordered. They had to wait on something to be made, uh, uh, so it came significantly later. And it had a weird sauce on it, like a weird white sauce. I think it was a cheese, like a, a Swiss like cheese sauce. Uh, it was kind of aioli uh, mayonnaise. Well, welcome to breakfast talk on Boss Heart of Liberty. I'll be into that. But it was the whole <laughs> the whole croissant texture was just wrong. So it, they can they can they can give up. I'm done with them. Mm. All right. So there was a very controversial city uh, Henry County Council meeting mm-hmm. uh, about two weeks ago. It was about two weeks. Well, there was, it was one before that, and the original. this was yeah. so the. It, We've talked about Ken and Gray and his racist posts on Facebook. We've alleged. already, we've already, it's not alleged. They're there. Well, not anymore. He probably deleted it. I can't see him. I'm blocked. Yeah, I'm blocked too. He kicked me off the friends list. But he won't add me back. Then whenever. He used to like message me like inspirational quotes and stuff. And now I don't get them anymore because he, he's got me blocked. <laughs> no and I hadn't talked to him in months. There's no inspiration anymore. I'm no longer inspired. Anyway. Uh, so we talked about that, which I think is wrong. Then, I don't, public officials aren't allowed to block you. That's, uh, that's on their government. That's, page. Only, that's if less, they, only if they use it as an, an official, official government page. Mm. Yes. Otherwise, if it's a private page, they're allowed to block you. No, but Talk if to Jared Hall, stuff. he's open many. Yeah. Many yeah. yeah I've, uh, <clears throat> I've been blocked anyway. So we talked about that on the show and then there was a multitude of people who went up and spoke and called him out at a public meeting about it. And we did a short little episode then. And whenever I watched the meeting, uh, he gave a very emotional apology. He seemed genuine, heartfelt, even kind of choked up. And I almost. That was his third apology, that one you're referencing. Yeah. Yeah. This was the real apology, not the one in the Courier Times. I thought that was a load. And then, but the one at the meeting, I thought, this is really genuine. 
He's listening. At the, not the apology from the planning commission meeting, but the meet, the apology the at the county council meeting. County council meeting yeah. after all the people yeah. had got done addressing him. Yeah, I, that was I. Yeah, and I, I, thought, I would have attended that this that, seems that showing of it. Really genuine. He's learned. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I was I was there, and like the room, you felt in the room that it like like holy crap, he's actually listening. This is good. And then after the meeting, several people that were staunch opposers walked up and you know, talked to him, shook hands and walked away. And it seemed like it was a great, great end to the meeting and it should have ended there. And whenever, so we put out a, an episode after that, I put it together and, uh, it was of Chris, whenever Chris spoke during the meeting, Aaron Dickens, city councilman and co-host Zach Burcham. And whenever I was putting that together, after I got done watching the meeting in its entirety, I almost made a statement at the end of this speeches saying we don't have it on recording, but just so you know, Ken and gray made a very heartfelt apology and I'm glad that it ended the way that it did. And I'm glad that that Kenan has humbled himself to his constituents. I almost made that statement. Well, you didn't, so it doesn't count. Well, I'm saying is I'm glad I didn't. Right. I'm, ha- I'm very abso- happy. I did. You're absolved of having that thought. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't. So it was fake. So there was a PowerPoint presentation given at a sub, the the most recent meeting or an attempted PowerPoint, and the PowerPoint has made it out online. Oh, yeah, and there's a there's a OneDrive link that I've I've had a number of people share. Um, <clears throat> it uh, it was it was a bunch of screenshots and and edits and comments and it's amazing. Uh, it was I, I was flabbergasted. I it was artful. I'm I'm disappointed that he didn't give a chance to actually make the presentation. They the got people. they got sent to you and I, yeah, uh, that night, and we were like, I I saw I had no words. I couldn't believe it. Um, so yeah, I saw that, and oh, and then he had an outburst in the actual meeting where he banged on the table really loud, like he was a a, a 19th century. Uh, prosecutor or a petulant child and yeah, or a petulant child and said, I am not a racist or similar to I'm not a crook. Yeah. And he was, called the entire last meeting BS. Yeah. He, he said that it was all a bunch of BS. He sat through three hours of BS is yeah, what he three said. Three hours of BS. And so, I, he said, I listened to, and he starts naming the people that came up and spoke against him. So here's the thing. I, I don't know that I've seen all of this and, this is something we've talked about for three years on the show is that we need to have brilliant high definition video and audio and live streaming of all of these meetings. And they're not out there so that we can actually see what's going on. Um, because at this point we, we hope and depend upon a handful of citizens to be doing a live stream off of a cell phone. And it's very difficult and not, it doesn't work well. Uh, so we, I'm very hopeful that the, uh, that the County government can get that working in the next it's in the couple works. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We, but it needs to be. An, we've it, heard it, it needs to be it, done. I mean, we've been talking. Um, obviously, um, if you've been watching this show for as long as what we've been doing it, we've are good friends with uh, quite a few people in county government and in city government, and they assure us it's coming very soon, um, and that hopefully by. Uh, I don't think it was the next meeting, but the week, the meeting after this coming. I want to live, we, which is tomorrow. I right? want to live in a. Uh, I don't know that they're happening now. It's not. Uh, to, oh yeah. Um. 
I want to live in a world where we have a, an ability to go viral over wanting boneless chicken wings to not be considered boneless chicken wings. <laughs> there was the uh, the video that I posted uh, about a week ago that was, uh, good. that was fantastic, which was the son of a council person, um, <laughs> the son of a council person pleading to the body that his dad is on, saying that it's that, that it's, there there's no that there's no such thing as a boneless chicken wing. But do you know the real difference between boneless wings and nuggets? It's like the difference between tenders and strips. A boneless wing is a chunk of chicken, and a nugget is ground chicken. Right. It's processed. Mm-hmm. It's refined. So I mean, what are you going to call it to make that distinction in the future if you don't call it a boneless wing? A chicken tender. Mm. Small small tendies. A, ch- a tendy. A chicken tendy. A is quarter fine. tendy. If you watch the video, he explained a number of alternative names. Once again, back to food talk. So... In this meeting. We used to have meals, sir, before uh, yeah. these. Yeah, yeah. And it's been a while. I want to go back to the meeting, and I want to go back to Kenan acting the way he did, because it was horrible. It was horrifying, and I sat there and watched it, and I was like, I can't believe that I almost stuck up for this guy after he made his apology. I just, I couldn't believe it. And then I saw, started, and then the, right after I watched it, the PowerPoint gets sent to me in a text, and I start flipping through it. I'm like... Goodness gracious. And then and it was like a manifesto. It was yeah, it was insane. It was, it was out there. It was pure insanity. Like like if uh, if I, you were a person in a mental, I, I mental watched, institution and you showed that, then they would be like, that's another three years, I, buddy. I watched the video and I and and I said, this is the best and the brightest we have to offer in Henry County. Obviously that this guy beat me and he's he's uh He's yeah. he he's got the seat, and Henry County has to. Uh, have That's got to really chap you. I don't care anymore. It's fine. <laughs> I uh, the, I'm good. But then, to make matters worse, I thought, well, the PowerPoint didn't actually get shown at the public meeting, and it was under circumstances of the fact that it had been like the first slide had been on the screen for right. the entirety of the meeting. And then all of a sudden it doesn't work. So I thought maybe, just maybe, someone thought this isn't a great idea. So they didn't let the show go on. But then I start seeing, because I'm blocked, screenshots from Ken and Gray's Facebook page where he's like, share, share, share. (laughs) (laughs) Put it out there. He's proud of this. He legitimately made it and thought this will absolve me of all crimes. Yeah. I we'll see we'll see what happens. I, it I'm, was and the the people who don't know, um, oh gosh, it's it's been all over Facebook. So I'm sure that if you're politically involved in the county, then you know. But for those of you who don't live in this area, there there were slides showing pictures of him and his wife at his son's wedding, and there's a black guy in the background, and he's like, "Look, I was in the same room," and it it was like disgusting. It was it was really bad. I, I couldn't believe it. I was, I, I wanted, whenever it got sent to me, I thought, I need to come up with something to say. And back to the person who sent it to me, something like witty. But there's no words. <sighs> hey, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. The, um, 
You got me really hot now over there, producer yeah, I, Chris. I feel like it's really loud. Well, I know, but in the chat, they are they are saying that they can barely hear. Volume yeah. is complete. We are a podcast first, so if they if they're having trouble with the uh, with the video side, I can guarantee that the audio will sound good in the podcast later after we hit, run it through the mixer. So um, we may have issues on the uh, on the video side, but we will uh, we'll be much better on the uh, on the podcast. So check out bossarglebeard or check us out on uh, on iTunes, and we'll be uh, we'll be there as well. And Spotify. And Spotify. All of the places podcasts are sold. So there have been rumored after this uh, this council meeting, apparently there were a couple of issues where council people were talking to each other. Uh, maybe a note was passed here and there. Uh, and there's been talk of uh, Chris Bill, a former guest on the show. Episode 104. Filing a lawsuit. I it's We checked. I, to our knowledge, there's not a lawsuit filed at this time uh, against the county for anything. But... Um, but there are some possibilities of complaints to open door laws. Um, and once again, I think some of the issues that, that were going on in the meeting were members weren't able to hear each other. So that was one if issue. we, if we get, you know, there was an issue where councilman Griffin was, uh, I think uh, council person mills uh, whispered or told something in the ear of, of uh, councilman Griffin. And I, I honestly think that if they improve the H, the uh, this, the AV equipment in that the chambers, everybody's going to gonna hear improved. some hear better. It's it has to be improved, and there's a problem with. But see, the the AV equipment has to be improved, but also we have to we have speakers in there right now, and there's a huge problem with members of the council and the commissioners that just not talking into their microphones, yeah, not using them at all, and then also. The fact that there's not someone who has control over the board so that at least like whenever we have a guest here, we have Chris and Chris knows that if we have a guest that is sitting far away from their microphone, right? You have to adjust it and they refuse to, I would hope that what will happen is that as, as live video comes on board, there's going to have to be an AV attendant for public meetings. That's that's handling the technology. Just as you have a, a secretary at a meeting, right? And you're going to have to have. Chris a, is in the chat right now. He's saying, and he said a public access complaint, and that's what we we just talked to Chris about this, asking if there was lawsuits filed. Chris filed a public access complaint, um, which you can do based on open door law, which is the law that says that. Uh, um, base it's it's what keeps people whenever we were mobile. Whenever we had the equipment to uh, broadcast and do live streams other than just our phones, it's what keeps it protects members of the public making access to public meetings public. Correct. Indiana has open door laws so that public meetings have to be accessible. And we, whenever we would broadcast meetings, we I had a in a folder in the backpack. I had a, a copy of open door law in case you were concerned and somebody was yeah. concerned with them. So we'll see what happens. It's uh, it's obviously been a. a there was that, and then there was uh, Peg Steffendel, who was a, a, a freshman county council person um, who passed a note to county council president, Susan Hoon, and it was apparently, I mean, I've not seen the note, but uh, I guess that what I've heard is that the note said that she had to leave early. Well, that's uh, that's hearsay. I don't yeah. think we could admit that in court. <laughs> yeah. I'm not in court. I'm just telling people <laughs> what I heard. Could be salacious. I don't know. Early departure times. But see, that's the problem. That's the problem with passing a note as a public official during a public meeting. Uh, she could have had anything written on that note. 
Well, I mean, Jeopardy does start at 7.30, so you've got to be out on time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what was going on. So that one, I, I totally agree with you. Um, totally trust Betsy. Um, I've donated to her campaign. Um, I think she's important uh, as a member of the council. Um, and I, I totally believe her whenever she said that she talk, went up and talked to Harold about having t- because he was he he couldn't hear what they were about if, to vote on. If there's a challenge made and it's and that's the that's the defense that I would imagine that the county has a defense because of uh, that would be a that would be a reasonable accommodation to deal with a deal with a potential hearing loss. I would guess I I don't know. We'll see. But, we'll see where it goes. It's but a public but an elected official passing notes to another elected official during a public meeting is unacceptable. We can't have that. That's uh, that's problematic. We'll see. I, I, you know, Henry County government has had a really, really rough summer uh, between yeah. the you know the council issues and what's happening here, and then uh, this week we had the, the passing of, of Commissioner Kim Cronk. We did. Uh, I know an obituary went up today. Still waiting on some additional uh, some additional details to come out on that. But um, very sad. Kim's Kim's been a guest on this show uh, recently, and. Long time, uh, long time public servant of Henry County. So, um, been a really rough summer for, for county government. Um, and then, uh, just the amount of, I, and I've thought about this recently being on, if you're a member of the county council right now and you're making the financial decisions for the county and all of a sudden a pandemic happens and you're going to be millions short, that's a, that's a burden that I wouldn't want to have. Uh, and I think that it, you know, I, I, I think that hopefully having, if, if people are watching and thinking about how important it is to think about the person you're electing for these County positions, such as the council, whenever issues like this arrive, arise, hopefully they put more thought into their votes. Hopefully they realize this is why, we don't need to vote in single-issue candidates, people who have uh, whose their normal job on the council has nothing to do with the issue that I am concerned about. This is the government that the people picked. This is what we got. You're uh, you're pregnant with them. You got to have the baby. You're <laughs> we're going. This I, is this is the council. This is this is this is your board. This is what you have, and these are the folks that you've decided are going to navigate the waters for the next uh, you know between now and in this next election. So. We will, uh, we'll see what happens. All right. So you referenced it. There's still pandemic going on. The, uh, there's a, there's, there's a story that was in Forbes magazine. I don't know if there's actually a printed version of Forbes, Forbes but if you go go to uh, Forbes.com, NBC also reported this. So it's not just Forbes. So, well, the one I shared with you originally was Forbes. Um, if you are a Patreon member, you get access to the show notes ahead of time. And the article that we put in the show notes um, is a Forbes. Yeah, thank you. I was I was going to say I cannot believe I cannot believe you would step out. Uh, the Forbes magazine article says that every positive case of COVID has cost forty six thousand dollars. That's kind of an outlandish number. Uh, I've had some friends that uh, that have had had the COVID, uh, and I said, "Pay up, Mister. Mm-hmm. You." Uh, you owe me. I know five people now. That's like a quarter million bucks. Six. 
Six people. Nearing $300,000. And only one of them has been to the hospital because of it. Yeah. So the numbers, the numbers are out of control, crazy, unbelievable. And I feel like we're just getting, we're getting into cuckoo land on some of the, uh, on, on some of the ranges that we're trying, we're trying to achieve. So if you look at the Forbes article that's in the, uh, that's in the Patreon group, uh, it claimed, uh, through a study, you know, Colorado university, yada, 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 that there were 250,000 cases of COVID-19 tied to the South Dakota Sturgis motorcycle rally. They say that they linked cell phone data that's available to people that were at the rally. And then the places that these individuals went to, they say, well, you had spikes in those communities and, and this is, this is what happened. They also, they were those numbers in an algorithm that runs the worst case scenario spread statistics for the disease. So basically what that means, what I'm taking that to mean is the spread statistics of February, whenever we were all freaking out about it. <laughs> yeah. It, there's a lot of coulds and extends and maybes and we think and hoping to determine. And they're saying that the, the end, I, I feel like the study was written with the end in mind and they backed their way into the numbers they wanted. Mm-hmm. But the, the money quote in the study is that because of the $46,000 number they put on it, per case and then they put the number of people that they think would be on it you add those together and they're saying that they could have paid the alleged 462,000 attendees at the rally $26,000 a piece to not attend and that would have still come out a hit that's the crazy number that we've got it's such a load of crap (laughs) it's comical it's comical to say that that's the reality that's just not true So, so that article landed yesterday and then uh, today, Reason Magazine says, no, that's total horse crap. It's bogus. It's junk. And they've tied 200 cases to Sturgis right. in their article. Well, and it, it's also very important to point out with Forbes and the NBC, the article or the, the, the paper. Study. Yeah, the paper that they are quoting was not written by any medical doctors or epidemiologists or anybody in the medical field. It was written by economists. So it's the IZA Institute of Labor Economists, initiated by the Deutsche Post uh, Foundation. Sounds German. Sounds very German. Uh, How many pages is that paper? uh, uh, Are we going to read the whole thing? 63 pages. (laughs) 63 pages. There's an appendix appendix table or two, a narrative, some charts and graphs. It looks very official. I think it's entirely crap, but it does look very official. What Reason did was reach out to actual medical personnel. No, epidemiologists that are actually tracking, or not just epidemiologists, but the actual, uh, what are they called? The contact tracers? Yeah, the contact tracers. And said, hey, how many people do you have where you're doing the contact tracing back to the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally? And they said, 206 cases. Far less. Uh, far less than 250,000. That would be like saying that every single case of COVID that's happened since that time was tied to that rally. Well, they were saying that it was like almost a quarter. The ultimate super spreader event. Almost a quarter of all cases that, that happened in August in the United States was because of the Sturgis rally. So you could see, you can kind of see these little landmarks out in time where people are waiting for the story. The media is now wants to be able to say that 
COVID's going to ha- spread because of Sturgis is coming up. The next blip on the radar was Labor Day weekend, right? There was something Memorial Day, Independence Day, and now Labor Day weekend was the next big one. So people were on edge and ready. And here locally in uh, in the state of Indiana, uh, there's a big old reservoir called Lake Monroe. And there were a handful of college youth aged people uh, that were partying on Lake Monroe. They rented some Can't do they, they rented some pontoon boats, fancy double decker pontoon boats. Uh, uh, apparently four of them were uh, were rented. Three of them were lashed together and uh, a number of 20 something people like you, Dakota. Sounds like fun. People like you were out in the sun drinking and partying and uh in the article in the indianapolis star says that they were clad in bikinis they were very scandalous scandalous troubling <laughs> they so, were not they were not modest like they expect people of bloomington to be uh, we had another article that was um in the show notes and they had an they interviewed a student uh in at i at i think the university of indianapolis somewhere sure doesn't matter it doesn't matter. To Don't the ever let the truth get away with the story. She, she was like, "Hey, listen, there's like so many media stories that are coming out saying that college students are just being absolutely just, but you know, pushing this off into the wind and saying, ah, COVID doesn't exist, and we're still going to party and have our Greek life like normal. IU Bloomington is shutting down all of their Greek life uh, housing right now." because of uh, the the partying that is suspected to have happened. And uh, she's like, that's not going on. She's like, yeah, we're still doing things like normal. We're just like making sure that the people who are weirdos and uh, the people who, uh, you know, we didn't care if they came in before, uh, we're making sure that everybody that comes in is taking this kind of seriously. And we know that they're not carrying it. And also, the amount of people at our parties is nowhere near the amount of people that I'm sitting next to in my lecture hall. <laughs> so she's like, I, I don't, she, she, she was just basically making the point of, I don't understand. And I know that uh, ball state had, chirp, chirp. Uh, they had uh, classes on labor day to try to uh, curb the amount of partying that would happen normally on a three day weekend. Purdue University announced that they're canceling spring break next year, preventatively, already. We're in, what the hell are we in, September. So they're canceling spring break next year just so that people don't get away and you don't have the potential super spreader event. I really hope that we're not still going through this in March of next year, but they've canceled spring break. It's already done. But here's my here's my thought as to what the what the deep issue is in this Dakota. And you can tell me if if I'm crazy. These universities are not just about students, right? They're research based. So you have multiple revenue streams, multiple ways that these schools make money. And and a lot of the staff and the faculty that's there are based on grants. They're competitive grants that these schools have to get. And they can only function if they have the pandemic under control. So they can only do the revenue producing activities if the, if the pandemic isn't out of control crazy. Right. Correct. At this point, if you're looking at the revenue side of a school, every time the students come back, they're a threat to the actual, the other revenue side. So it, when the students come in, 
and they're behaving the way students do, even if they're trying their best, you're not going to get complete compliance all the time because they're human and they're 19 and 20 and 21 years old. And you tell them, hey, I need you now for a second semester. So if you started last year, your freshman year was screwed up. Now you're in your sophomore year. And by the way, spring break next year is going to get screwed up too. So half of your college career is already going to be clamped down. You're not going to control that for the entire amount of time. It's just not going to happen. So the schools, the more they clamp down, the more the students are rebelling. And the problem is, is that when the students rebel, you, you get these cases and it's very predictable what's going to happen. The students are almost a threat to the, the livelihood of the, of the university because they can't do the revenue producing stuff when the students are there. Summertime, they can do their research. They can do whatever. They can bring their thing, you know, they can, they can function. But as soon as you bring back all the kids, all of a sudden that, that university life gets shut down and it's a total clamp down and nothing works. So I want to know your opinion. This, this girl that we, you didn't answer it. You didn't agree. You didn't disagree. You just left it. I agreed. Okay. I think that everything, that's why. I but you have to talking. say, you have to verbalize it. <laughs> okay. It's a two way street. <laughs> so out of practice. You haven't been here in a month. We'll retrain you on podcasting too. Listen, I was just keeping the conversation flowing. This girl that we had the interview with who is on campus, she said she really didn't want campus to close and to shut down. And you're saying the administrators aren't, aren't going to let that happen. I'm saying that they, that it's going to cost them a fortune if it closes. Right. That's what I mean. So if they, if they have to shut the campus down, if they send the students away and tell them that they're distant learning and they still get to collect their money and make everybody work through zoom, but they can still continue to do the revenue producing stuff in the school, then that, that limits the risk to the universities and they can still function. Mm. They can still move on. The other side is that. So why not sports just let them also let them party until there's a break, the inevitable outbreak. And then they say, you're all learning by zoom, but now, and they send them all home. Mm-hmm. And then it's a win-win situation. The students get to party for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> because, because we live in a world of cancel culture. And if the, if the, if the university officials, the administrators are complicit in that. Then all of a sudden we've got a massive issue oh, yeah. on our hands there too. I'm, I'm sure that you How dare that school? all of the complaints of Mitch Daniels saying that for sure, this was about like back in March. He was like, we're still opening in the fall. Right. And everyone's like, how could you do that? But we've, we've also seen mass suspensions. Students. We've seen mass suspensions for anybody that was doing any partying the first weekend or two. 25, 30 people at a time were getting tossed. That's a good thing. Mason doesn't go there anymore. Yeah, he'd be in trouble. He'd be in trouble. I think the JUCO life is working out very nicely for him. The what? The junior college, the JUCO. Oh. I don't know. So Indiana today said that the virus spread has slowed. It's steady or it's retracted. Uh, they've introduced color-coded maps for every county. Henry County here is, uh, there's like four stages, and we are, uh, we're in stage two. If four is the worst, one is the best. We're in stage two. Uh, so not that bad. We're, we're much better than we were. We had the, a massive spike in positivity because of the, uh, the prison not too long ago, but, uh, things are, things are trending up because everyone I know got it. Everybody's got it and done <laughs> lockdown. It's over. You're set. It's all, it's all settled. Um, I just to our North and Delaware County, they are one of the counties that, uh, that is showing, uh, I think they're a stage three. 
they're 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 a little higher but it's ball state but is it going to be i mean is it just going to come down to every every county that has a high population density is in a far worse stage potentially and that's and that that may be the reality is that you know everybody everybody finally chills out and calms down and and slows down and until it's over mask usage is also way up right we're all playing we're all playing along doing what we're supposed to do i I don't hear the mask police nearly as much as I have previously. Florida, it was a mask everywhere, except for on the beach, outside. If you were outside anywhere, you didn't have to wear it, but inside all the restaurants and, and bars and things, you did. This weekend, I'll, I'll be traveling to Ohio. And I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the wait. Listen, after coronavirus, I wouldn't be upset if the waitresses still wore masks. You just don't like looking at their faces? No. I mean, I th- because I was thinking about it while I was sitting by the pool. And I thought, I've probably eaten a lot less waitress spit. Yeah, but your immune system is used to it. It's fine. It's true. It's just a thought. Because now I've thought about it. And now (laughs) everyone who listens to this has too. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. Let it be. The the weekend for me in Ohio, I'm I'm attending my first sporting event. And they're allowing 6,000 people at the Mid-Ohio Sports Caller course same number of people that they're letting to go to the NFL games in Ohio, but you have to wear a mask outside, inside, wherever you're at the whole time. I assume unless you're drinking. So I, I plan on having a beer in my hand the entire weekend, but um, we'll just have to see. I pulled the data up for Dakota uh, on Indiana and in this weekly scoring system. And they're doing it weekly cases per 100,000 residents. Yes. We only have 50 here. Well, there's a number of things that go into it. It's not just a couple of items that uh, that that move the needle, but it also is tied to your seven day positivity rate as well. So if you have if you continue to have somewhat low um, low positivity, that's that that's also a part of it. It says uh, 1.5 for us weekly. That's our score. So they add they add things together. So if you're in yellow, so that means that. Uh, we've had between, I would assume to land in that color, they had between 10 and 99 new cases in Henry County, and they've had 5 to 9.9% seven-day positivity in, in this community to land in the Look at Hancock in the second County, category. Hancock County being 0.5. Han- Hancock County has uh, very, very, very few cases per 100,000 people. Uh, so they're they're low. Rush County to our south is low. Uh, we're basically the same as Indianapolis. Indianapolis, Marion County is actually uh, a 1.0 and we're a 1.5. Uh, Delaware to our north is a 2.5 and they are the highest in the state of Indiana on the, uh, on the scale. So if you look at the, uh, it, at the numbers, uh, Delaware County to our north is actually the, uh, the most at risk. So we'll see. We'll see how it's all going to shake out. Producer Chris, are you banging stuff over there? What's going on? No, we have we have some new neighbors. You're uh, causing a disturbance. I, there is a disturbance in the force, yes. But it is not producer Guffy. It is the neighbors that we have acquired that live upstairs now. Do you think they're angry with us? I think. Do you they, think they're disagreeing with what we're saying? I believe so. Uh, they're invited. If you're up there listening, you're invited to come on down. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> it is a pandemic. I don't. Uh, shouldn't we temperature screen them or something before we just let them in the room? I have no fear. I shall do that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're about to that part of the show where we can start to wrap things up. Uh, mm-hmm. Move into final thoughts. Producer Chris, what uh, what you got going over there? It's NFL week. Are you uh, you going to be 
cheering for your Washington football team? Listen, there's there's multiple things that I've got today. Um, first off, um, I really like to say if anybody here is looking for a realtor, I am very happy with John Kindred and his father, Doug. How many houses have you guys bought together now? Uh, we've bought none, but um, we found a house that we really in- liked and we wanted to put an offer in last Thursday, I believe. Or maybe it was Tuesday. Yeah. Anyways. John is a boss hog alum. Yes, he is. He is a sponsor. And anyways, um, we were we were looking over it. We loved the house. We went to talk to John about it, to put an offer in. And John's like, hey, look, did a little more research on this. They're listing it as they have 0.49 acres. You really only have 0.07 acres. They're counting the other 0.42 acres as the county easement that they've used as their land for 20 years. So a big fan of that one. Yeah. How many houses have you made, uh, made them, those guys walk through with you? Are you guys up to like 50 houses now? No, I, uh, Paige and I have drug dug through nine houses. Nine houses right does now. He have That's to, a lot of houses. Does dude. he have to hand sanitize everything? Every doorknob you touch, does he have to, nope. does he have to deal with it? Nope. There was only one house, and it was a house that we looked at in Anderson that required us to put on shoe coverings to walk around the house. Booties. Booties, the booties. That's not a, just a COVID thing. It's yeah, I think that's, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they maybe, were living there. And, maybe it was the white carpet. And that was a fabulous house. I just wish the bedrooms were a little bit bigger. Uh, anyways, so Very yes. Very picky. Yeah, I... I Off camera. Uh, Off camera. <laughs> as I've... <laughs> Off camera. As, as I've talked to you, uh, you would pretty much be happy living in, in Dakota's shed. So I don't know why you're so picky over there. Uh, listen. Okay, it's not a shed. <laughs> it's a little bit good for his go liking. to the patreon and we'll find out listen we are very um positive on what house we want it sounds like you just need to have one built listen we we have we have thought about that but uh just building a new house is not in the in the budget right now but you, any- got, you don't need to look at like tk homes and things just talk to our friend rex bell it, he's like three years out yeah Oh, you'll be you'll need to, you'll need the next house by then. <laughs> so, what else is on your hit list? Thanks uh, to the the boys over at uh, at at John Kindred, Doug yes, Kindred, yes, the Kindred FC boys. Tucker, I appreciate them very much. Uh, also, Monday night we had a fantasy draft. All I can say is I am shocked that three quarterbacks went in the first round. I got Patrick Mahomes. It's true. Uh, you Man drafted. Homies. You drafted right after me. Mason drafted right in front of me, and he picked Lamar Jackson. I got I got the Derrick Henry down there in Tennessee, and you got the Patty Mahomes, and then your then your father in law Kevin Deshaun Watson down there in the Houston Texans. Well, know. he's he's a Houston, uh, former Houstonian. So that was a great time at uh, the fantasy draft. Uh, wish some of you could have been there, but sorry. Chase does not like any of you. you are Commissioner Chase Payton is in charge of that. So Correct. He's Correct. Uh, if I, you have complaints, go to him. Talk to Commissioner Chase. He's on the sports desk. So, yes. Uh, and then I think, I don't think there's anything else really that I have, man. That's it. You didn't say anything about your your uh, Washington football team. I know. I know. Uh, Are you excited? Is Alex Smith back? Are you going to play him? Uh, no, Alex. Uh, I don't know. D- uh, Dwayne Haskins has won the role of the starting quarterback for us for the week one. Um, let's see. We got that. We've got the rookie Antonio Gibson, who's a running back, who's just everything i'm hearing from the the training camps he's balling out yeah really impressed by him 
We got rid of AP, uh, Adrian Peterson, for you guys. He, he went, went to Christie's Giants. Lions. The Lions. Uh, Christie's Lions, yes. Yes, he went to Detroit. Uh, <laughs> good move for him. A uh, bunch of uh, – they've got a rookie up there who's pretty solid. They've got also a uh, – he, he's a little bit older in the in the in the run game, but he's not um, he's not as productive but, as Adrian uh, Peterson will be. The uh, the Washington football team pick up anybody? I don't believe so. They got Terry Terry McLaughlin. Are they still, still a fan? Got, Are you they, still a fan? Uh, I I will always be a fan of the, the football Washington team? football team. Um, as you know, uh, whether we suck or we go to the Super Bowl, we can go zero and sixteen. I'm still loyal. When is the last what's, time they won? What's your mascot this year? Uh, a giant W. One giant W. <laughs> Burgundy and gold. Gold W. Are you uh, for the win? You going to get a tattoo? No. If anything, I would get a tattoo of the does old it, emblem. Does it bother you that Washington doesn't even play in Washington, but all they are is a big W? Mm, no, they play in Maryland. Which reminds me, I sent a message to a ticket rep because I was like, yes, I'm going to... You know, I'm going to see see about going to a home game. You know, I made the trip out, out there last year. I'm ready to go again. Oh, how wealthy are you now? Last year, you bought a StubHub ticket for $5. Now you're going directly to the team reps? Yeah, I was like... When did you make I couldn't money? Fi- I couldn't find it on Ticketmaster. There was, not, there was no home games on Ticketmaster, so I sent a, a message. Jerry Walden, we do not like the Bears in this, in this city. We do not like them. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we... I went to the ticket rep and I was like, hey, I'm looking for a single game ticket. He goes, for when? I was like, I don't know, any home game that you got. Uh, he's like, what What season? I was like, the 2020 season. He goes, yeah, we're not having home games. No fans allowed at the home games. I'm like, that explains why I didn't see him on Ticketmaster. So, Got to be a real quiet day in the ticket office. <laughs> I don't know what the ticket reps are doing. <laughs> And it's weird because they're like, oh, it'd be Answering too- messages and telling people that they can't yeah. buy tickets. Yeah. Telling people you're shit out of luck. Well, it was like, it was like, oh, you're first in queue. You'll be two minutes. And it was like 10 minutes before they answered me. You need <laughs> to just go ahead and, and go to the Detroit or the Cleveland game. Uh, Find tickets to that. I don't believe you see your team. The, the Detroit game is not listed for sale yet. Um, Cleveland, I can buy tickets to. And I can also buy tickets to the Dallas game. So Dallas is a little far. I'll go to Dallas with you. Will you go to a, a, a football game with me? Yeah, I like football games. Hey, look. <laughs> hey, bachelor party. We're going to Dallas. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm serious. I'm 100% serious. <laughs> we can look at flights. They're really cheap right now. Yeah. Oh, gosh. When, it, when is it? When is the game? I don't know. I we'll talk about this off the air. Off the air. Make <laughs> you people are crazy. All right, so uh, so your team's gonna your team's gonna start like zero and six, and then it'll be cheap again, just like last year. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm gonna call it now. We'll go three and thirteen. Do you have replacement players? Is this just you don't have Jay Gruden anymore? He's gone. No, nope. you've got Riverboat Ron. Yep, yep, Ron Rivera. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, we got rid of Josh Norman as well, uh, who was a lot of penalties for us the last few years. He's very heavy, heavy handed, and so he he draws a lot of flags for us. But we'll see how the defense goes. All right. That's NFL talk with, uh, with producer Chris. Dakota, what, uh, what's on your mind? Well, I just spent a week in Florida. And there's a, you know, sometimes you get tired of Indiana. And you take a trip. And then you realize that 111 degrees heat index sucks. So you go, 
Indiana is really not that bad. When you come home and the beans are starting to look a little golden in places, then the sun sets, and because we have a bunch of crop dust and pollen in the air, we're like beautiful red. You get an orange. Big old sunset. Newcastle, Wyoming this morning, not Newcastle, Indiana. 27 yeah. degrees. I know. I have a friend that lives in Colorado and was sending uh, pictures of of the view outside of their bedroom window this morning. And uh, she had a tree that was just like a pine tree and it was just covered in snow. Yeah. And she said, it's still summer right now. <laughs> I, I hope these people winterize their pools. Labor Day was Monday and here we are and it's below freezing. It's ridiculous. Awful. I Awful. love where I live. But, you know, I'm, not, I'm still down to go to Texas and stuff. Chris, Dallas. Yes, let's do it. I'm down. But, right. Let me look at it right now. And then also, uh, Audrey's Cups tumblers. I have to promote them again. You can really get a boss hog tumbler. I, there needs to be a store. They're amazing. A They're- price, a, pro, a, a, a uh, you know, I need a prototype. I need to see been, the prototype. Let Go to her page. She did a wood grain with a crown royal. I'm not a wood grain guy. Nah, I bet you. Would I like, like the silver. That's pretty cool. Oh, you just, just want the I just, regular. Tumbler? I don't want. I want. Yeah. Well, then that's easy. She, yeah. She could, it'd probably be less than thirty five. I want to see what it looks like. I want. I want. I want to. I want to. I mean, I'm not getting one. She's I want already idea. making two cups for me. Yeah. And, you know. I know there's multiple sizes. Yeah. There's options. Are they dishwasher safe? No. <gasps> well, it just depends on the cup you <clears> get. If you have epoxy on the outside, you can't put it in the dishwasher because of the. Epoxy is heat sensitive. Oh, this sounds this sounds like a crisis. I yeah, can't comes, not put it in the dishwasher. She has like a little. Uh, there's a little card that comes with it that says care instructions. Oh sure, of course she has a card so, that absolves her of any problem. I'm just asking about what happens. It in the, puts it in the thing and it tells you it's not dishwasher safe. Listen, <clears throat> Kyle Hopwood was in the chat earlier. He gave me some mugs and they look like they're dying. They are peeling off, and the company he works for that. They are they are not they're not healthy mugs. I'm just uh, afraid of doing Kyle the same put thing. Put them in the dishwasher. I put them in the dishwasher. I oh, want see, I want a mug that's not going to get ruined in the you dishwasher. Can't just rinse it out after you use. No, it? I have got to disinfect it. We're in a pandemic. Oh jeez, this is important. Look, two hundred seven dollars, November twenty sixth. We can fly out of here on the twenty fifth. We'll fly back on the twenty seventh. December, November, November. Wait, what date did you say? It's the 26th. It's, it's a Thanksgiving game. It's the Thanksgiving Day game. Yep. Would you like to spend Thanksgiving in Dallas, not with your family? You don't need them, family. The, the you have plenty of other times. <laughs> the weekend after my anniversary. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> You've already spent time with them on their anniversary. Yeah. You just spent three weeks with them. You can't give up one Thanksgiving mm-hmm. to go to a football game with Guffy? Honestly, yeah. I'd, really, I'd really like to. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> you don't have to take the vacation days. Maybe you have to take Wednesday off. Who's going to smoke the ham? Your father. He's got an electric smoker. Have you guys ever, <laughs> have you guys ever had the stones to you, Guffy? This doesn't count for you because you you don't, uh, you don't do this sort of thing with your family, but Dakota, have you ever had the stones to ditch your family on Thanksgiving? No, I've done no, it twice. Actually, I sure have. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's the weird thing is that but I wouldn't now I'm the person huh. that's all about family and right. my family. Mm-hmm. My parents, like we've gone to like, I think your parents would probably go to a Chinese restaurant and say, who the hell are these people? Legitimately one year on Thanksgiving, we went to El Chile Poblano. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. That's just how they are. Yeah. But see, like last year on Thanksgiving, I was like, I want Audrey's family 
at our house. I want my family. You at wanted our full house. Clark Griswold. I yeah. I went all out, and uh, everyone's like, eh. yeah, yeah. Uh, can I get the T-shirt next time? I'll yeah, come back. It's like okay. Well, I will. Since well, you know what? Next year, I'm going to Dallas with Chris. Well, since I'm in the I approve. since I'm in the Davis family, I'll come over to your Thanksgiving. It'll be great. Oh heck! So buy one of Audrey's mugs. Uh, we'll see if uh, we'll see if we get a boss hog one worked out of it. I made a bet on Sunday, Dakota. Biggest win in the history of my my FanDuel sports betting life. Two dollar bet on Kevin Harvick. I made eight bucks. He was a lap down. I made a hundred and fourteen dollars. What? Yeah. Off a two dollars. Off a two dollar bet. He was plus fifty five hundred. Man, I bet you wish you put twenty dollars down. So here's the thing: it was uh, it was glitchy as hell, and I was out in the distance. So I, I when the it was a little pit cycle thing going on, and he was he was long odds just for like a half of a second, and then they closed it closed down. You couldn't bet anymore. So he was. I was so happy to get that bet in, and that was like maybe twenty percent of the race was complete, maybe thirty percent coming down to the end of the race and uh chase elliott and martin truex are uh, are fighting for the win and my boy harvick is in third and i told kevin there's 10 laps to go i said they've got to crash each other for me to win this race for, for me to win this bet i was so close and yet i was going to lose it i was going i thought this is going to be the greatest thing ever and then 10 laps to go in the race martin truex who had been leading most of the event did a slide job on chase elliott wasn't fully past him swings out to the wall and they both hit the wall both get flat tires and kevin drives on by that's awesome and i won 114 dollars. it was the greatest thing in the history of sports betting i i don't even want to think about how you were reacting oh i was it was after quiet hours in the campground and i was making a scene it was great i, I fantastic fantastic yeah. sarah and christy were two campers over and they heard me that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. So uh, I'm excited. NFL football starts on Thursday. Got the IndyCar, two IndyCar races this weekend. Colts play the Jaguars on uh, on Sunday in uh, in Florida. And uh, we'll see what happens from there. Don't forget, we have the red zone now. And thanks to the YouTube TV, uh, Chris and myself and our uh, our joint home, uh, we have uh, we got the red zone channel. So we're going to have a we're going to have a great weekend. We will see you all a week from tomorrow, Thursday night, next week, back here on Boss Hog, episode 176, coming your way. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network, and I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.